This is the Tribune Audio Network. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. So we're just a couple knucklehead entrepreneurs, and we were playing dodgeball on the same team. And listen, you get a few cocktails and a few knuckleheads, and you start talking about business, start talking about life, and we just meshed, like, instantaneously. It's Monday, November the 4th. We have Vince and Brian from Belle Isle and their new canned cocktails. Gordon Ramsay comes to Virginia. And Scott, Scott has been judging chili. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eater Virginia. My name is Scott Wise and I'm here with my co-host, Roby Martin. How's it going, Robes? Scott, Scott, I, I, I heard that you judged chili at the Squirrel Stadium. So much chili, my stomach has not recovered. So when you are judging chili... This is the Puritan Cleaners Codes for Kids Chili Cook-Off Baseball. So many names. You're, baseball you're so stadium. You're philanthropic with your food judging. Home. So we split up this weekend. We did. We had to... We had to separate our powers. Yep, divide and conquer. I was at Fire Farm Fork. Scott was at the chili cook-off at the baseball stadium with the squirrels and Puritan cleaners. Did you take a coat? I took several coats. Nice. It's coats for kids. You have to bring a you coat. Gotta, you got to bring a coat. So what do you look for in a good... I don't just take the good... chili. I give back as well. You give coats back. I'm a man of the people. Yes, that's, that's what everybody calls you. What do you judge in chili? I want to hear your thoughts. You know, it, for me, it's all about spice and heat and, like, the time it takes to, to bring all those flavors to the forefront. So I'm always looking for something that gives you, like, a nice pop off the top and then a little residual heat and then flavors that kind of emerge after you take your initial bite. You know what? I feel like you're getting to be a pro at I'm this and you just you. started I'm so laughing, which, I, which is great. But you know what? I take this stuff very seriously. I know you do. I very, know you do, which is very why I'm surprised seriously. you weren't able to make it. Why weren't you able to make it to the event? I was so disappointed. I have fire, flower, and First pork. of all, wait, before we get into that, my boss called me before the chili cook off. He calls me and he says, So I see you're judging the chili cook off. I'm busy. I'm doing other I'm like, Yes, you, sir. You have things I'm to like, do. Yes, sir. He's like, Why? Like, what's your, like, why are you judging? And where's Roby? I was like, I was like, thanks, sir. I, I'm not quite sure how to take all of this, but um, I appreciate your support. I, you know what? I think that you did just fine. Wow. So last year when I did judge it, Hobnob was the winner. Yeah. Do we know? They, they participated this year. I'm not going to not gonna spill, t- spill the chili beans right here on the <laughs> oh podcast. I'll have it on my social media. You can, uh, you can check it out and see who won. Well, That's Scott underscore wise on Instagram. Nice. And over at Call Me Roby, I'll be making fun of him. So make sure that you check both out. So where, where were you? Why weren't you with me? I needed your help. And you don't need my help. I was at Fireflower Fork this past weekend, and I did all the things. I'll let you know that we do have a lot of recordings. The, the two panels on barbecue at Smoke on the Water were brilliant, and you can see them. I'll have snippets at my, over at my Instagram. We'll have snippets at Eat It Virginia. Those were really, really fun. That maple and pine was a great dinner. I was at Aloy with Ben Waters, who I can't wait to have on the podcast. If you can hear me, Ben Waters, we're coming for you. She's pumping her fists. I think you're getting violent here. he's so fun. So fun. And so I'm excited about this whole situation this past weekend. Also, the Nationals won. They did. 
Are you a baseball fan? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> did you watch any of the World Series? I saw no games. <laughs> Do you like hot dogs and popcorn and peanuts and Cracker Jacks? If I were to go to the baseball stadium, which we when we talked to Josh Barbin, you heard this, I really go for the food. We must have a lot of baseball fans who listen to us, because that episode remains one of our most listened and downloaded episodes. Because he is a wonderful chef. And Josh was actually part of the Chili Cook-Off as well. He always is part of yeah, the Chili Cook-Off. Yeah. And I will tell you, from last year, I know that his chili is good. It's, it's, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. He knocked it out of the park. <laughs> oh, gosh, another one. Upcoming on the podcast today, we have Brian Marks and Vincent, and I'm going to really butcher his last name, Riggy. These guys are the force behind Bell Owl Shine, and they have some fun news. They do, but before we get to that, oh, I want to address a rumor that I heard. Okay. That also involves alcohol and Roby Martin. What? Yeah, so I know you participated. The the start of this introduction is rough. I know you participated in the Great Bake Off recently, earlier in October, right? Reba? Where you worked with the Tablespoon Bakery. Absolutely. The next month, I participated in the Great RVA Bake Off for Next Move, which they are renovating the back of their church on Westover Hills to be a large bakery in which they will train individuals with developmental disabilities to become bakers or employees of the restaurant industry, which you know is near and dear to my heart. So no doubt a great cause and you taking time out to work with a participant in the program to bake. What did you guys bake? We made buttermilk pie. Buttermilk pie. I heard it was very good. So you're up against some other people in the community. Sure. They were paired. So what I heard... You, you, what what you heard, heard is true. One of my friends was a judge. So Reba you're, you're was con- a judge, and Reba, you are selling me out. You're confirming the rumor already. I heard that in order to win the competition, you bribed the judges with promises of alcohol. I didn't promise them alcohol. I, I gave them alcohol. What's the story? Okay, so it, here... Is it as salacious as Reba made it out to be? No, it is not. How can you be salacious at a church? Uh, I'm Jewish. I'm not, I'm not going to answer <laughs> you that gotta question. you got to answer that question. No, I don't know. I don't go to church very often. So here's the way it went. There were six of us. We practiced and baked on a Saturday and then put the, the situation together on Sunday. And I would like you to know the situation. Your, and mine was a situation. Mine was the only dish that was 100% from scratch. She's getting fired up again, folks. Yep. We made everything. In order for them to have the whole experience, them I'm talking to you, Eileen Mellon, Jay Metzler, Jared Golden, and Laura Ingalls, for you guys to have the whole experience. I called you out by name. You doggone right I did. She this, doesn't hold a grudge, guys. I, Don't zero worry. Zero hubris, I say, that I gave them the entire experience, which means you have a drink to pair with your dessert. Just because my drink happened to be containing a smidge of alcohol does not make me bribe anyone. Did any other participant provide alcohol to the judges? I can't help it that they didn't have that idea. And did you win the competition? Absolutely not. <laughs> Coming up next, Brian and Vinny from Belle Isle. You're listening to Eat of Virginia with Roby and Scott. Want more food in your ear? Subscribe to the podcast or find us on Twitter at Eat It Virginia, Instagram at Eat It Virginia, or Facebook at Eat It Virginia. And now, back to the show. I want to talk about moonshine, really, is what it, where, where I want to go right now. Love it. We have the perfect people here for that. Yes, I feel we do. I think so. I got Brian and Vince with me from Belle Isle Craft Spirits, right? That's it. That's right. That's the whole name. 
B I C S. Nice. Bell Isle Moonshine. Bell Isle Moonshine. Mm-hmm. Why Moonshine? <laughs> that was the first question. Yeah, I think you missed that. That's the number one question. Yeah, it just goes back to the genesis, which was Vince and I wanted to start a craft whiskey distillery. You guys just wanted to be able to drink your own stuff. That's I right. I feel like that's what it is. That's okay. exactly right. And then you you realized how much money it costs to stick cash in a barrel and hope it tastes good in three or four years. Right. There's an aging process to whiskey. So you guys you guys had to say to each other, no, we want to drink it now. That's so right. That was the limiting factor. And it was truly who the hell is going to help fund this. And so then it became, okay, what could we sell immediately that doesn't take three years to make or four years to make? So you went and, white lightning. And Moonshine had this massive opportunity and presented itself and... Um, it really wasn't until a couple years in that we really decided to go all in on Moonshine. It was still just initially a plan to bridge to get to whiskey, to get to a financial place where we could now begin to age a product. And then at some point, there's some you know layers behind it and stories behind it, but ultimately we said there's just too much opportunity here. Let's lean all in on premium Moonshine. So no plans right. to age anything? <clears throat> None. None. Wow. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure you guys were headed in that direction, but no, you guys are straight up, I'm going to roll through the moonshine. That's right. That's right. We, you know, we, we, we try to stay within our, uh, in the guardrails and not chase shiny objects and definitely aging spirits at this point is outside of, uh, outside of the, uh, the guardrails and would be chasing that shiny object. And it was a passion of ours, but we've really leaned into Brian's point into moonshine and, uh, and we're really excited about what that looks like in the future. When doing your research for Moonshine, did you guys like visit Nelson County where like the 1933 big lightning, white lightning lawsuit happened and chats with some of those guys that are down there? It was it was less on Moonshine and more let's learn the industry. Let's learn the process. Let's learn production. Let's learn the sales side distribution. And so we traveled around to various distilleries around the country. Um, for example, Copper Fox here in Virginia, another one in Chicago called Koval Distillery, um, and learned not just the mashing, the fermentation, the distillation process, but what's it look like on the other side? What's it look like on distribution and sales? And really that first three to six months of traveling around the country to various distilleries, workshopping, learning that side of it, it helped Brian and I understand what was to be ahead. So it wasn't necessarily let's focus on the moonshine distilleries and what that looks like on that. And it was more of let's understand the industry because we are not distillers. We are not, we don't have grandfathers or uncles that are from Franklin County. Um, now, Brian's from from uh, Buckingham. So we're we're going to talk about that in a second because we got a little history, Brian and I do, and that's going to come up in a minute. So yeah, oh, I know where he's from. And he's had some moonshine in yeah. his time. Um, that was really it. And, and what it evolved into, and which is why I'm excited about our recent uh, launch, when we looked at the market, uh, if you look at the distilled spirits market, one in three cocktails made is vodka. So it's just massive how much vodka is drank. It's one of those easy to mix, easy to drink. And so when we found this sort of American alternative product that has heritage, that has the rightful place to be this, you know, what is a Russian moonshine um, as an American product, um, it just presented too much of an opportunity. Whereas if we had tried to get into the whiskey space, um, it's just littered with really smart, well-funded entities that can make a really good product. And um, we could do it for sure. But I think um, 
there's just too much opportunity in front of us right now with this. So maybe one day. So I love how entrenched you guys are in our community specifically. Like Virginia sees a lot of Belle Isle. You guys sponsor. Is that, I mean, it has to be a huge push. Can you tell me why that is? For us, um, our event side and the nonprofit, the community, that aspect is so important to us, not just for being ingrained in the community and giving back, but also to introduce consumers to not only Moonshine, but what Belle Isle is. And um, the three questions we always get, and we really call it discover and share, is what is Moonshine? Does it taste good? What the hell do I do with it? Answer those questions. So Moonshine is America's original clear spirit. It tastes fantastic, and you can replace your vodka with it. Very simply. And at an event... He's never said that before, Scott. Never. And at an event, what better place to share that with you than... Uh, a nonprofit or a community event or a distributor event where you're walking into it and the brands there are already validated because you're at that event. You wouldn't go to it if you didn't want to be there. And so we're able to talk to you about our product, about our brand, why we exist, and then also show you how to use it and then also tell you where to go get it. Um, and so for us, it's you can't taste the social media posts. You can't engage with it the same way you can engage with a brand. Um, it's a lot of blocking and tackling, absolutely, but it helps really show consumers under the hood of who we are and it helps create that advocacy that we're looking for sure every good product has a good origin story and i want to hear about y'all's how did you two meet (laughs) um i'll let brian dive in here a second but we actually met uh just like any other future brother-in-laws meet and that's playing river city dodgeball i mean that's just generally the origin story of any good relationship is river city sports violence Violence. disguised as a sport (laughs) that's right (laughs) that's right and um and you know i'm gonna say it I'm going to say it. So we're just a couple knucklehead entrepreneurs, and we were playing dodgeball on the same team. And listen, you get a few cocktails and a few knuckleheads, and you start talking about business, start talking about life, and we just meshed like instantaneously. Yeah, everybody and plays dodgeball and like, hey, man, I want to do some whiskey. You want to? For sure. That's right. It, I mean, it took it took months to get there, um, but it definitely that that's where the origin story started was River City Sports, and it gravitated in towards just us talking about business. And, um, but and we've been... We had been trying to pawn off my wife's sister for a long time. That's right. So that's that was right. sort of that was what sealed it. Even yeah, he had already he's a started Brian's a great together. salesman. A great Wait, salesman. We, you you weren't married to Brian's wife's no, sister. No, when you guys started, was Bella? not. I was I was BFFs with Brian and Nicole before we even before I even met Ashley. Okay, so, so let's just, just go ahead it. and walk through this dynamic real quick because I don't think for people that don't know, Brian, you're married to a lovely human being, She's Nicole, wonderful. right? Yes. And then you did what? Um, <laughs> we, Wait a minute. That's, a, that's I, a loaded question. I will, I, but I want it to be. This was uh, the you know um, the minute we laid eyes on Vince. Oh. This is a true story. It was. You need to meet Nicole's sister. Yeah. And uh, there's. I don't know if that was if they liked me or if they didn't <laughs> like me. Like, I've been looking back now, you could look at both sides of that coin, I guess. And at first, it <laughs> looking was. Looking back now, he <laughs> says, I'm married to her, but looking back. It was like oil and kids. water, you know, to go down the rabbit hole here. They um, attempted uh, a, a little, you know, um, date or two, and it was, it didn't work. And Nicole and I just chalked it up and said, whatever. And six months later, we heard that they were dating. So. We, we, we gave him a little side of the story. Yeah, this sounds very, very nefarious on Brian's end. Let's, let's hear what, what happened to Honestly, I would love to provide the, the juicy details, but I don't kiss and tell. But no, it, uh, it there really it wasn't. It was just we, uh, we um, 
saw each other at a at a uh, an event and just started going on dates and one thing led to another it wasn't uh, this super romantic thing it just uh i realized that she was uh someone that you would spend the rest of your life with and so that's uh it ended up going down that road oh beat 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 so that happened before or after the business partnership that was before you that was before okay. yeah what other businesses were you involved with before uh, Belle Isle? Yeah, so I used to franchise the local Smoothie Kings in Richmond, um, and that was uh, it was a non-alcoholic bev, and now it's into the alcoholic beverage space. So that was uh, that was my previous life. And Are you full time with Belle Isle now? Yeah, so uh, they crossed paths for a very brief period of time, about two years, and then we ended up selling the Smoothie Kings in sixteen. So I could commit full time, one hundred percent, to Belle Isle because it was right as we were scaling Belle Isle, hiring, moving into other markets regionally and nationally, and it, it became evident that unless we focused one hundred percent of our time on one, that um, that it wasn't going to be successful. So it needed it needed all the time. Sure, and you. Are you fully at Bella? What are you doing, Brian? I'm a full-time dad <laughs> and husband and CEO of Bonfire and C- CSO of, at Belle Isle. So lots of hats, but we find the time to do it all. You, I, sometimes I don't know how they have all the time. I think it's the Belle Isle. Keep them going. Yeah, it's what it is. It, so. it is. It's, it, it's, it's also it's it's also uh, not to not it, it's also the network we have in our family, our support network, where uh, we have Belle Isle from you know nine to five, but we go home and it's it's still Belle Isle. You know, we're having dinner multiple times a week with our with our wives and our family. Our in laws moved to Ashland recently recently from Baltimore, so it's it's really a family affair. He can literally say our in laws, right? So, so cute. <laughs> but then when Isn't we're mad cute? at him, I'll say your in laws. <laughs> That's right. Of course, and then how it always works. Or your sister in law was uh, mean to me last night. Your sister, yeah. Mm. Take responsibility mm-hmm, for your mm-hmm. sister. in law That's right. So let's talk about launching a brand. Some of our <laughs> listeners are curious, like how everything got off the ground. So t- let's talk about those first steps. You you decided you wanted to go into business together. You decided that uh, premium spirits was the way to go. What's next? You know. Um, <laughs> Launching a brand is is certainly something interesting, and and uh, we always talk about this. If you knew, if you knew then what you knew today, would you do the same thing? And it's it's a tough question to answer. Um, there's just a lot of tentacles to it. Uh, but starting a brand is not easy, as you as you both are um, aware. This is a brand. I mean, Eat It Virginia is app. It's absolutely a brand. Um, you're creating. Um, and for those listening that want to start something, you just have to start. You just have to start something. Um, and then you figure it out along the way. I mean, we weren't in this space before. We have no idea. You just learn. Um, it's one of the three buckets we hire for at Belle Isle. It's, are you the right fit? Do you want to be here? Obviously. And then are you a lifelong learner? And if you're willing to learn and put in the time, it doesn't matter what's thrown in front of you, whether it's understanding distillation, understanding distribution, understanding um, regional control, open states, understanding that whole side of it, understand raising capital, understand how have a board meeting, all of that, it can be very um, intimidating off the bat, but you just learn as you go. And if you're not willing to learn, you probably shouldn't start something. Um, but I, it really foundationally, that's where, that's where it begins, is just a willingness to just engage and consume and get better. What are some of the things... Did that answer your question? So what are some of are the you things? willing to be here, Scott? <laughs> Some days. <laughs> at this moment, I see the cans on the table, so I'm willing know. to be here at least until yeah. the cans are cracked. You mentioned if you had known now what you knew then. Mm-hmm. Like what are some of the things? Well, um, 
one of the the pieces of this industry that's super unique is that there is a ton of regulation, a ton of red tape um, that are significant roadblocks to starting a company in the distilled spirit space. And you really don't know that going in. You just kind of block and tackle your way through all of it. And if we knew that then and we knew everything we'd have to go through, would we still do it? Maybe. But we didn't know. We didn't know all of not only the Virginia ABC, but the, the state of Virginia really doesn't help you guys. Do no, they? They, no, no, they do. They do. They're great. Oh, I'm not allowed um, to say that. The good they, I'm sure a gift on a floor. Yeah, they're a great partner for those Virginia ABC employees listening right now. We love you very much. You, uh, you were. Please come by. Get yeah. a new thing that they have coming. <laughs> we, we'd love to see you at the Manchester you know, location anytime. They, you know, for all the gruff they get from a lot of our counterparts in in the industry, they have been nothing but supportive of Belle Isle over the years and and uh, we're super fortunate to have them as our largest customer um, it, really in the country um, so we're fortunate to sort of see the lens through lots of different states and so to see how Virginia manages their business is different than North Carolina is different than South Carolina is different than New York or so where Florida. is Belle Isle that I mean there's a lot of states that have Belle Isle right now so where are they we're in 15 states. I think the um, what you mentioned earlier about how focused we are in Virginia is a, is a big deal, and this is where we have to be the brand in Virginia. More than 50% of our sales came from outside of Virginia last year. Um, so I think that's going to change. I'm looking at something, <laughs> and I feel like that you guys really, really knocked it out of the park with this. When you taste it, You'll see. So it, it's it's next level. So I know I got a press release yesterday, and I'm not. But this is going to come out later than this press release. So mm -hmm. I'm going to start talking about this, Scott. I feel like we should. It's breaking news again. I know, breaking news on the breaking old news on the podcast. Um, what am I looking at? So you are looking at the Belle Isle can cocktail line, and you have in front of you right now our shine and soda. And then our blood orange and soda. We actually also have a ruby red and soda that we're canning as this show is being done. Really, it is our moonshine and some sparkling water. It's basic. It's it's um, the basis of it is our premium spirit along with a little bubbly. And what made you guys decide to launch this? I mean, I, I think it's a brilliant idea. I mean, I'm a sparkling soda. Mm -hmm. Same. I, I mean, I love it. I drink sparkling soda all the time. So one of the one of the you things. Know, I can have an alcoholic. One of the one of the things at Belle Isle that we've um, we've always tried to accomplish, and and really, it's not just with the spirits. It's just consumer success, right? Let's make our consumers successful. And when we first launched, it was with our black label, that blank canvas for consumers to create with. Um, here, here is a, a beautiful product. You can make many cocktails with it. It's super simple, go. Then we rolled out infusions, what got consumers closer to that final product. Just add soda, maybe a little bit of citrus, but it's pretty much a ready-made cocktail in that bottle. This is just the natural evolution. This is phase three. This is, it's ready for you. Yeah, it's you ready to it drink. To the beach. Yep. Convenience. You can, you know. It's um, not in a glass bottle, so I can no. have it at the pool, pool. which is like a mm -hmm. huge deal. Yes. Yeah. Pool, golf cart, beach, um, wherever glass can't go, cans can. I mean, sure. that's really the simple aspect of it. And it really functions along the three buckets that really we're, we're focused on is convenience, healthier option, and, and taste really good. Because it, it needs to taste good, let's be honest. This is a pretty sexy can. I mean, the marketing looks fantastic. Uh, what is, like, 
you know, I'm a girl. I like to know my calorie content. I, I really want a little bang for my buck. Is that when I'm looking at it? Yeah, if you look at the side there, it's got the caloric, the sugar, the carbs listed. 90 calories? Yeah, in the Shine and Soda, there's 90 calories, there's no carbs, and there's no sugar. Look, you, carb aversion, Scott. Some days. 90 calories and no carbs. I'm back on the carbs. Though. You're back on the carbs? But well, sure then you can have. Delicious. This one has 3.7, this blood, orange, and perfect. soda. That's, that's the perfect like, amount of carbs for me totally, right now. Totally. That's great. All right, I'm drinking this. Let's guys. do it. Let's I've crack got them to. open. Let's crack them open. Ready? All right, here I go. Straight into a blood orange and soda. Oh, absolutely delightful. So I'm gonna, I'm going out there. Um, blood orange is my favorite flavor of you all. Awesome. I really, really love it. I'm an Aperol Spritz kid. So perfect. this with a little, I mean, it's perfect. It's like almost, I mean, it's like a less calorie Aperol Spritz. These are dangerous. Yes, I, I know. How yeah. do you just pound them? Yeah. Yeah, you can't do we, that. We right we have had numerous people ask us, "Is there alcohol in these?" I was going to ask that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to sound rude, but yeah. Like so, it's like a Miller Lite is four point five percent alcohol. This is five, oh and less calories. That's right. And frankly, I'm sorry, Miller Lite, but it tastes a lot better. And so, <laughs> and this is where when we looked at the distilled spirits market, it was how do we lean in and actually have an opportunity here where we can take advantage and. Um, be successful because in the end, you know, if we go out of business, it's not good for anybody. But <laughs> if we made a bad product, let's say we were making bourbon or we didn't have enough money or whatever it was, we'd go out of business. The leaning into this massive vodka opportunity was where we leaned. This now opens up an entirely new market. So as a sort of macro, the distilled spirits market is like a quarter of the size of the beer market in, in America. Mm-hmm. This now opens up and just expands our market where, you know, yes, we like to drink beer. Yes, we like to go to craft breweries. Yes, 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 we like to grab, you know, lawnmower beers or take Coors Light to the beach or whatever. But I know a lot of people who would much rather have a cocktail, and that's that's where I am. I mean, I drink cocktails. I'm a little biased, but this is the – I can crack it open and – take it anywhere and why would I drink Coors Light moving forward or whatever. In so all. there was a okay. there was a recent Virginia law that allowed you guys to be able to do this because previously, I mean even like earlier this mm-hmm. year, this was not a thing. Yeah. So what is that that allow I mean, is it's a percentage of alcohol, it has to be less, no? It's been on our radar for a, a few years now to to evolve into this area, but it has not been, uh, we've been restricted by the state of Virginia. The laws have changed where we're actually able to can at the distillery. And so with that said, under 7.5% alcohol, now we're able to actually sell at the Virginia ABC. Also, where this opens up to Brian's point, uh, additional eyeballs and fans and distribution. Now, instead of just the Virginia BC and the state of Virginia, we can be sold at the Kroger's and the Publix and the Food Lines and the Elwoods of the world and the Wegmans, which is super cool for us because a lot of consumers never stepped into a Virginia ABC store. Sure. Uh, and, and it just opens our um, the, the footprint up significantly to those just going and shopping on the weekends and maybe being introduced for the first time to Ordering Bell. on Amazon. Prime, that's right. Whole Delivered Foods, by Instacart, yep. Wegmans, that's right. whatever it may be, it changes mm-hmm. everything. For also, us. for people that maybe are hesitant to drink moonshine, 
um, which I don't, you know, I don't know who those people are. I don't know any of them. <laughs> but like that might be a great. Ga- I mean, it's a gateway. But really, really, moonshine is just a. a Marketing term at this point. We're not drinking moonshine. Well, well we are distilled by corn. It's moonshine. Oh. It's a loose term, right? Truly. So you know, it, it, it's not defined as just illicit made in you know, right. um, without reservation. Pot stills in right. holes in it the middle of Nelson County, Franklin County. If you literally Google it in Wikipedia, it's must. It's it's more of a um, product indigenous to an area, not illicit. Gotcha. Um, but in the end, this does, Roby, to your point, opens up this ability to sort of gateway in and experiment, try our brand and say, wow, that is not what I expected, which I think we all agree internally. It's our greatest strength is this, you know, aversion to the word moonshine, because once you cross that threshold, you're in, and then you want to tell your friends that you found something cool and new, which is, I think, the domino effect we see with our brand. Sure, sure. Now, we are not... Brian and I are not. Uh, we have no aversion to moonshine. <laughs> because? Well, so I've known Brian, oh, man. Eight since, tracks. Yes, like crazy long. The like, Carter administration? So we went to <laughs> rival high schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a girlfriend who had a, oh, like, a crushing, like, like soul crushing crush. She on was you. M- one of my first crushes, too. Aww. So it's back at her. I mean, she was just. Oh, it was Brian. But he has like a thousand brothers and they all, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm not even going to say it. They're all, they're all lovely. Okay. And so all of us women were like, yeah, look at these the marks was well boys. Known in, um, <laughs> we had ball. a small high school, so there was, I was limited. In a very small, right. There was it's limited. probably to say that. Yeah. But right. no, they, uh, they weren't just our high school. Those boys were known to be all very nice guys She's all over. So, all right, so. This I mean, is not an embellishment, but he is blushing, and I'm sorry. And Nicole, I think you're amazing. I want to hear about Roby in high school, though. Do you have any stories you can share? He had no crushes on me. Oh, come on. No. The, the, um, their high school was off limits to us public and, uh, you know, oh, country the, kids. Oh, a public-private oh, situation going on here. I, I don't think Melissa would say that you thought she was <laughs> off limits. <laughs> that, that is for sure. Moving swag. right along. Brian sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the rollout going to be like for these uh, for these cans? Um, <laughs> and Segway. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're, we're taping this the day before they launch. That's but right. People listening to this, they're already available mm-hmm. to them. What's the rollout going to be like? Yeah, it'll, they'll be available everywhere beer and wine are sold. Um, and you'll be able to see them at many local events uh, upcoming in Q4. And we're going to be rolling them out in Virginia to start. And then in 2020, we're rolling them out regionally and nationally in strategic states. So where in Richmond am I not going to have to go to my Wegmans and be like, we sold out, but we're getting another shipment? So where, like, what events can I go to? The VizArts Craft and Design. VizArts Craft and Design is a fun show. You can buy. What's cool about that is it's like in the beginning of November, so you can drink Bella cocktails and buy stuff for your loved ones. Cannot wait. I'll be there. I think I'm going to go. I think you should. So you mentioned that Virginia only um, was 50% or less than 50% of your total mm-hmm. sales. Where, where are some of the hot spots around uh, the country that are, are buying Belle Isle right sure, now? Sure, sure. Yeah, even to, to back up, um, it, it was as early as 2016 that over 90% of our sales were Virginia. And then 2017, it was 70%. And last year, it was less than 50 which is 
you know, important for us. We want to own our backyard and be the Virginia brand, but we also want to show that we're not just a Virginia brand. We can be regional and national. Uh, to your question, Georgia, Maryland, and Florida, uh, and then New York are our top four markets outside of the state. We just launched Texas. Yep, we just launched Texas. Which is like a country in itself. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, have I think, you know, have really good success so far, but this sort of product really opens up a lot of opportunity. So when you say you launched Texas, does it physically mean you guys are going down there and having like a, a bash or is it kind of like your distributors just saying, hey, we're in Texas now. And you're like, hey, we're in Texas now. Yeah, there's a there is a real deal launch that goes on in a new market uh, strategically with a distributor where the first 90 days it's beat the street, uh, get as much distribution as possible, get as many menus as possible and, um, and really introduce the brand to the new market. There's It's not just... I would say early uh, in Belle Isle, it was when we say launch to market, it was just getting a distributor. But now it's a little more strategic where there's a social component there as well. There's an event component layered over the top of it, marketing and then sales. So a um, little more robust than it used to be. But um, it's not uh, it's not on the scale of some of the larger brands, but um, but it's, it's certainly a launch. But we, you know, we're big believers <clears throat> in having people in market and to be able to represent us, to bridge the gap with the distributor, to make sure we're building the right relationships, finding the local element there so we can be part of it. So are you blood orange or shine and soda, Scott? You haven't shared the blood orange with me. Because you're, you're not you're getting it. We, it. Have one, we have one for you. <laughs> oh, look at this. Look at that. That's, that's service. There, um, there can't be any alcohol in here. There, I mean, this one I can taste the it, blood orange, it, but we this were, one there can't be. We were joking. It's like it, if you were to drink uh, one of these LaCroix or Spindrifts or any of these, you, you just like it, they're so smooth and this is meant for a golf cart mm-hmm. for exactly. real meant for a pool golf yep. cart yes. beach so if you guys had like i don't know i'm a food girl obviously that's because it's eat it mm-hmm. virginia um this is your product and what would, would you pair it with barbecue would you pair it with chicken would you pair it with fine dining this is where you say yes all of yes it. all of it food all of it i think it feels you know um grilling outdoor party that's you know where uh, as opposed to sitting down and having a fine dining experience and opening a bottle of wine or having a cocktail, um, I can't imagine cracking a can at a, at a fine dining experience. Mm. But um, yeah, well, you can put one poured. in your purse and, yes. and crack it under the table and put it in a, yes. in a glass. Not advocating for this, but tailgating. You know, sneak, I'm advocating sneaking for sneaking them into stadiums, that sort of thing. Yeah. Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. easy to do. That's right. I, I don't. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I've never done it. <laughs> No, I've got no idea what I'm talking about. Every single one. I understand. So what's next? We've started moonshine. Now we've got sparkling water, moonshine, canned cocktails. Mm -hmm. What's your next step? I think it's, we we have to, um, we want this to be Virginia's product. And um, it's it's still a heavy lift to get this to where it's everywhere in Virginia. So when you walk into your local uh, Valero or Fast Mart, um, we hope to be there. I think we will be shortly. But you 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 know walk in and request it. Um, and I think in the next six months or so, that's our extreme focus: making sure that every place in Virginia that um, you can walk in that's a, not an ABC store, you can access this. Same with bars and restaurants; they'll be carrying them. Um, but to have the consumer as, you know, replace some of the products that are on the market, which I think is our, you know, biggest opportunity and is exciting to think about. Very cool. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm going to ask for it at my Valero. 
You have a Valera? I don't, yeah, everyone, doesn't everyone have a Valera? I can't believe that's the gas station he picked out. Just happens to be the one you're made. I was going to say, like, where did that come from? Wawa. Just make, there it is. That's just make sure that every Valera you walk into, yeah. you ask the store manager, just contact your friendly neighborhood breakthrough <laughs> beverage rep, and they'll be able to service this order. You're listening I like how I got to that in there. That Virginia was good. <laughs> with Scott Wise and Roby Martin. We have Brian and Vince from Belle Isle Moonshine. We talk a lot about local restaurants here on Eat at Virginia, Roby, but did you know that there are nearly 70 locally owned and operated McDonald's in our area? Actually, that's something that I don't think a lot of people know, that 70 or a little less than 70 restaurants are owned by someone who could be your neighbor or maybe your coworker's husband or wife. I think also something really cool that they do is they kind of want to give back to the local community. So on 11-11 and on 10-28, they're going to celebrate our first responders and our veterans. So tell, tell me about 10-28 first. 10-28 is first responders. So if you have or one of your loved ones is a first responder, you can show up with your ID, maybe your fireman's jacket. I feel like if you're dressed like a fireman, they'll give you a free sandwich. A badge, perhaps? Sure. A name tag. So show up at one of your Richmond-owned local McDonald's, and they will give you a free sandwich. What about on 1111? That's Veterans Day. Also a free sandwich. If you have a military ID of some sort, they will absolutely give you a free sandwich. And now, back to the show. So a couple things are happening in Richmond. Wait, wait, wait. I'm still recovering from that Belle Isle shine we just drank. <laughs> you love that those was way, I drank that way too fast. I think they're going to send you some more. Please don't. I think they I don't should. need that in my life. I need it with moderation. I think they should. We got a couple of things coming up in Richmond this week. I should hope so. Moving to happen in town. What's going on? Well, Gordon Ramsay was here. Oh, Gordon. He was at the Jefferson. He was at the People Jefferson. People were sending photos of him uh, to the news, and it was like our number one story for almost three days. That's how slow the news has been this week. The fact Go that, Nats. <laughs> yeah, so Gordon Ramsay uh, was filming his new show which, in which he goes to a restaurant and rehabs it. And, and he, he has 24 hours to make the restaurant better. Better, right. So he was down in Tappahannock. Or different, not better, because yeah, Lowry's was fine. He was down in Tappahannock at Lowry's, like you said. It's a restaurant that opened in the 1930s, I believe I read, um, and has been in its current location in Tappahannock since the 40s. So it's a, a family-owned restaurant that's been around for decades. Decades. Have you been before? Once, decades ago. <laughs> You were there when it opened in the 40s? Yes. So it's kind of cool. People, um, when we learned that Gordon Ramsay was in Virginia, people were very excited to know that he was working with Lowry's because, actually, someone corrected our pronunciation and said it was Lowry's, or they, you know, had that, that uh, there was a draw. I just think of Lowry's. 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 Anyway, whatever, however it's pronounced. Uh, they were very excited because they loved this restaurant from their youth, and I guess maybe over the years, um, there might be a decline. I've never actually been, so I can't really speak to any sort of decline. But the, the premise of Gordon Ramsay's show is that there's a declining restaurant. He goes in, makes things better, bada bing, bada bang, and everyone's happy. Boom. So my question for you, Roby. Yes. Is this. Yes. If Gordon Ramsay were to film that show in the Metro Richmond area, which restaurants would you think he should visit? Restaurants that have a history in the city, restaurants that were at one time... the Third jo- Street Diner. Okay. I didn't even think to finish my question. Mm-hmm. Third Street Diner. Third Street Diner, I think, would be one of them. And then my personal oh, crusade, Cafe Katura. Tell me about why you think Cafe Katura should get a Gordon Ramsay visit. Because I think that that restaurant has so much potential, it just doesn't see it. 
right, it has a beautiful indoor-outdoor fireplace that could be used. It has a great location on the corner there at Libby and Grove or wherever it's located in the Libby right, area. Yeah. Um, there's restaurants around it that are busy, so people are, are there. I mean, it, it could be fabulous. Any, so, o- any other spot? Let's pretend that you're Gordon Ramsay. Give me that Gordon Ramsay face. I don't <laughs> There you go. That's perfect. All right. So, uh, in your best Gordon Ramsay impression. Doesn't he, doesn't he say use a toothpick? <laughs> this is not a buffet. <laughs> yeah. a, I don't cocktail know. Stick. A, co- a cocktail stick. Sorry, I'm not quite that. I, I, a cocktail stick? Hey, whatever. He's, I'm not quite that sophisticated. Right. All right, so Cafe Couture, Third Street Diner. Is there a third place we can. Lists have to have at least three. Lists have to have three? At least. The North Pole. Really? That place even still open? No. Oh, okay. Well, then that's it's not going to work. Why? It does, but it, it have so many. Why would it work? Why does it have to be? I mean, I know it has to be an open restaurant, but I would like I didn't to invent reach the out rules, to Roby. This is a show. Well, you know what, Gordon? I'd like to change the rules to your show because I feel like that the North Pole has m- so many memories. Nostalgia. That's the one out that had the, the polar bear out. Is it out in Goochland? It is. Or was off it of out six. in Goochland? Yeah, yeah. We used to go and eat steaks and baked potatoes off styrofoam plates. And cocktail sticks? And cocktail sticks. No, this is a big this is a big time for celebrity chefs in Virginia. Yeah, like I Gort- re- Guy Fieri was here just a little while ago, and I believe his show featuring Pearlies is airing this month on the Food Network. I believe well, they didn't say Pearlies, but really They said I mean they didn't they say didn't. Pearlies, but they said they Jewish they Deli and Richmond and yada yada. Good. I well, and actually I hear rumor that we have another show that is going to be here. So I don't Come on. I can't Sp- what? NDA, man. You you signed the NDA? NDA. So, hey, national. I'm going to close this out, Scott. Hey, national media. We'd love to, for you to come and talk about our restaurants. If you need help or suggestions, you can find us at eatitvirginia at gmail.com, at eatitvirginia on Twitter, and at eatitvirginia on Instagram. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.